The summer heat can cause us many challenges when it comes to achieving our health and fitness goals. Training in the heat isn't always easy, sleeping in the heat is absolutely not easy at all, and staying hydrated can become more challenging too. And if we compound that with the summer barbecues, ice cream being acceptable at any time of the day, and all the summer drinking that we're doing, it can make achieving our health and fitness goals quite challenging. As we're now in the thick of August, I want to share my top tips on how you can stay on track despite the challenges that the heat brings. And the first thing that I think is super valuable to stay on top of, and this is probably the most important thing, is to be strategic when it comes to preserving the quality of your sleep. As we all know, it doesn't matter what the temperature is outside, if we're not sleeping well, it makes just about everything a little bit more challenging. And that includes your health and fitness as well. So we know that the heat is going to bring the inevitable challenges, our body prefers a cooler temperature to sleep at and therefore if it's super hot outside including those evening hours it is going to make winding down and getting into a deep sleep a little bit more challenging. I'm also assuming that a lot of us don't have AC in our houses but if we do then that's a massive win but I want to speak to those who may not today. So before we go into the heat side of things I think the most important thing we can do first is to make sure that we've got some solid sleep hygiene practices in place and I'll put a link in the description below for a previous episode that I've done on that in detail. However some fundamental will be just to make sure that your room is as dark as possible, that you've got maybe a consistent sleep time, you've got an evening routine perhaps, you switch off all of your electronics or at least have some time without them before setting off to bed. All of these things are just going to help with you getting the best possible start when it comes to the sleep, irrespective of the temperature. And now moving on to the heat side of things, I think one really important one is to change the sheets that you're using. I was recently in an Airbnb in Paris where they had super thick sheets and it just made everything feel a little bit hot. Even sitting on that bed <laughs> made it even hotter. So making sure you're replacing your sheets to maybe even just a very, very thin blanket or something along those lines, because sometimes you do get a little bit cold in the night, so you want to put something back on. So I would recommend just kicking off the sheets altogether, but opt into some thin sheets throughout the summer, sleeping in less clothing if that's a possibility, keeping the windows open, using a fan, for example, having a shower in the evening to allow your body temperature to settle. And on the note of body temperature as well, avoiding training in the evening might be helpful too. Naturally, our body temperature is going to increase as we train, and therefore if it's increasing in the evening, then it might have a hard time of coming back down to baseline later in the day, especially if it is still quite hot outside as well. And my final one isn't necessarily about the heat, but it's actually more about the light. Sometimes the sunrise is super early and the sunset is super late, and therefore if we're trying to get to bed at 9, 30, 10 p.m., but the sun's still out, it might not be giving those signs to your body that it's time to sleep. So you want to try and start bringing in the light down. I would also use blackout curtains as well to make sure that the sunrise doesn't wake you up too early. And the final tip I have is that if your quality of sleep isn't quite there, you can try and make up for it a little bit with quantity, right? Let's say that you're not, I mean, typically I would always prefer better quality, but if you can't necessarily get that, then just staying in bed for a little bit longer, maybe an extra 30 to 45 minutes could be a good way to go. Because what I find is most people have trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep, but usually when the alarm goes off in the morning, they're usually in a deep sleep. So at least if it goes off 30, 45 minutes later, you get a little bit more sleep and that should help. So covering your sleep is going to be really helpful. Now I want to go through the when and how to exercise. So my recommendation would be first thing in the morning, ideally. It's probably when it's going to be the coolest. And again, you avoid the 
increases in body temperature that you'll have from exercise later in the day. If you can't do it early in the morning, then I say the next best time is later in the day. And on that note, regardless of what time you train, staying super hydrated is gonna be essential. Naturally, we're gonna be losing more fluids with the heat. So if you're combining that with exercise as well, that's a lot of fluid loss. So if you are already sticking around that two to three liter mark, try an extra 500 milliliters, try another liter. It probably won't hurt. And just keep an eye on your urine color as a good example of if you're staying hydrated or not. But I always think it's gonna be a good idea because the performance is gonna stay in a good place if we're hydrated. And obviously the opposite will happen if we become dehydrated. And that's a lot easier with all the heat that we're experiencing. So the next tip I have is on reducing the session time. So let's say you can only train in the middle of the day and it might just be super, super hot at that point. If you're used to training for one hour to one hour and 15 minutes, potentially you bring down your workout time to 45 minutes. So you're not training for so long in that heat. And if you don't wanna sacrifice the amount of workout you're doing, you can split those sessions up perhaps. So let's say you might go for 30 minutes in the morning because you only have 30 minutes realistically. And then you pick up your second 45 minutes at lunchtime when you would typically train. That means you have shorter sessions, less time spent sweating and getting even hotter in the heat. And also if you can put that to the morning as well and not have all of your session at midday, I think that could be an optimal approach. I would also make sure that this isn't the time, especially if you are training in super hot conditions, your gym doesn't have AC, for example, maybe don't look to set records right now. I think the most important thing at the end of the day for most of us is completion of those workouts. So if you're absolutely pushing yourself to the max, you're really pushing for those new personal bests and you're already just struggling with the heat when you step foot into the gym, it is gonna create an increased challenge. And like I said, the hydration can impact performance. There's many different variables. And don't get me wrong, I still want you to make progress. I still want you to push yourself, but I don't want it to be at the expense of you almost passing out because you're so hot and you're losing fluids rapidly. And my last couple of tips are dress appropriately, of course, similar to what I mentioned in regards to your sheets and what you wear in bed. So make sure that your clothing is super cool and the material that you're using for your gym stuff is very, very breathable. And the final point is just listen to your body. You will know if you're pushing yourself too much in the heat. So just don't push past those signals that your body is giving you. And if you feel like you're on the hotter side, if you feel like you're a little bit lightheaded, immediately call it to a stop and just reassess whether you need to get grab a drink, maybe you need to cool down, maybe you need to take longer rest periods, for example. You can adjust. And I think it's really, really important to just listen to the signs that your body is giving you as it's not worth pushing yourself beyond that to end up with you know potential long-term consequences down the line. The next step is hydration and nutrition. And we've already touched on hydration quite a lot we've not even got to this segment yet. And it's for good reason as well. Most of us already have challenges with staying hydrated. A lot of it comes down to the habit of simply drinking enough water, but at the same time, when the heat comes along, that demand for water and fluids full stop becomes even more pressing and important. And a lot of us think that we're drinking more, and we probably are, but we're drinking based on thirst. And I usually say that if we are getting to the point in which we're thirsty, it's probably too late. We probably should have already drank water at that stage, because that's your body asking, hey, you know, do something here. I need you to put some fluids in me. However, if you're actually just drinking consistently, you shouldn't approach the point at first and you should be able to stay adequately hydrated. So there are two pieces of advice that I give to a lot of my clients, irrespective of the time of the year. And the first is to always have water within arm's reach. Quite often, it just comes down to accessibility. And quite often when we have something within arm's reach, it's a lot easier to keep that habit in place. You'll just drink it throughout points of the day without even thinking about it. And the second aspect is for those who forget to drink water, which is actually quite a normal thing. And I advise people to set reminders on their phone. Maybe it's every hour, maybe it's every 30 minutes, just to say, drink some water. 
drink some water. And you might think, really, do I have to do that? And quite often it is just that reminder and that's enough to get you into the habit. And you'll find that once you've done that for a couple of weeks or so, you won't need the reminders anymore. So you can take them off your phone and you'll find that you've started to get in the habit of drinking water. But both of these can be really, really helpful, like full stop, but especially during those summer months. On the note of hydration as well, I would always have some water in the fridge available. I'm not that fussed about chilled water, but when it comes to the summer, it's absolutely delicious to have chilled water in the fridge or also having ice available that can be really helpful too. I'd say that fundamentally staying hydrated is one of your biggest keys to success. And transitioning onto nutrition now, this could be slightly easier depending on how your body responds. A lot of people tell me they don't really have that much of an appetite when it comes to the heat, which can be a good thing, but we don't want to allow this to completely let us lose structure entirely because that's what usually happens. We're like, well, I'm not hungry right now because it's really hot, so I'm not going to eat anything from morning until evening. But in the evening, we then eat a ton of food because it's starts to cool down and then our body is like, wow, we haven't eaten all day and now I'm super, super hungry. And because of I'm not hydrated, I'm now craving these sweet foods because I'm mistaking hunger for actual dehydration. So definitely listen to your appetite, but don't lose all that structure. Still have rough times of when you're gonna eat and just adjust the meals. Rather than having that heavy lunch that you're used to, just distribute your meals out a little bit more. Maybe go for a lighter lunch and a heavier breakfast. I would avoid a heavy evening meal. Obviously we have the thermic effect of food, meaning that our body temperature is going to increase whilst it's processing the food that we're consuming. And therefore the heavier meal, the more likely that is to upregulate and therefore it's gonna make us hotter. And if it's in the evening time where we're trying to cool down and get ready for sleep, probably not gonna be the best idea. And this could also be a good time to try a new nutritional approach. Maybe you wanted to try salads for lunch and this could be the perfect time. Maybe you wanted to try intermittent fasting and with the heat in the morning and not so hungry. So take it as an opportunity more so than anything. And I think that sometimes this can be quite an advantage versus a disadvantage. And the final aspect of this is to reassess your goals based on your current circumstances and your mindset as well. In the hotter summer months, it could be the time where your work is a little bit quieter. So this could be the time where you push forward, you make plenty of progress, and when September comes around, it might slow down a little bit. Or it could be the opposite of that. Maybe you are out and about with the children all the time. Maybe the heat is really impacting your sleep right now, and therefore trying to get to the gym and give your absolute all is really becoming a big challenge. So reassess and look at where you find yourself. You might have had super high expectations for what you could achieve in these hot summer months, or you might have had lower expectations, but it's good to just assess where you stand, readjust accordingly, and make sure that it aligns with your current mindset and your circumstances as well. But it can be done, we can stay cool, we can progress with our health and fitness. It doesn't mean we're gonna make the enormous amount of progress that potentially we are making beforehand, but we can 1000% still make progress. So I hope that helped team, I hope you're staying cool. Take care and I'll speak to you very, very soon. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.